Jeremy is Conrad. You are quite level grade 36. And you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. And welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today to talk about his Kickstarter uh, running till May 4th for the comic uh, episodes one through three of Coronary, Ryan Burt. Thanks so much for being with us, Ryan. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Cheers. We're going to have a hell of a good time today. I'm excited for our uh, retro topic, but again, we're not going to say what it is until Jake does his old-timey radio reel, because we are once again looking back into pop culture history, and I think we uh, have a we have a hell of a fun one. It's one that I can't believe we haven't done. It's weird. We've skirted around it. This is the first time we're diving right in. Correct. All right. What is it? Look forward to the reel. We can't (laughs) tell you yet. You got to wait for the segment. God damn it! You know what? Let's call it off. (laughs) I'm out of here. All right. (laughs) Then we're going to swing open. That's a wash. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Then we're going to swing the door open to the comic vault. Uh, What do you got uh, over there, Jake? (laughs) Uh, I've got the collected works of a website called Dime Store Noir. Ooh. Series of vignettes and a couple of long, overarching plots in a very gritty, hard-boiled style. Very cool. Yeah, very save cool. it for the vault. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> Thanks. Zing! Got it right back there. Perfect. <laughs> then we're going to turn our... Or no, we actually have a hero this week, yes. too. Yep. We're going to be doing a real-world hero. We... This is a segment that's kind of like one of your uh, your your long lost aunts or something that you only see like once in a great oh, while. Oh, but when she shows up, she's got the best gift. She's got some good shit when she shows I think up. This so. is the second one of the year. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to turn our full attention over to Ryan and talk about coronary. But before we do all of that, Jake, check it out, guys. Twitter, Instagram, that's where you'll find us. Lots of funny content, jokes, images, moving pictures, links to all of our good stuff. So check it out on Twitter, at CandarePod, Instagram, at Condare. Condare. At Condare. Oh, that'd be awesome. (laughs) At Cand underscore Air. Follow us. Retweet our things. Feed my need for attention. I would listen to Condare all the time. Like three (laughs) Nicolas Cages around mics. Oh, It'd be amazing. Oh, get, oh, we're going to get oh. derailed and only talk about that this episode. Oh, we almost played Superman. <laughs> <laughs> All like right. Tripless Cage. <laughs> Tripless Cage. <laughs> Good. I think this episode has a title already. There we go. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Uh, a few things uh, before we jump into the episode, though. You mentioned Patreon, or did oh, you not? Oh, I didn't. I missed our, the Patreon. Our Patreon page. Uh, go on there, throw some money our way, get access to the uh, Founders exclusive Patreon pod. That's right. Uh, we've been told it's a better show than the one you're hearing right That's now. Amazing. So, so uh, well, you could say we're paywalling our content, but we wouldn't like it if you did. so check it out and also uh your boys here at candare are doing our very first live show coming up at the columbus podcast festival we're going to be there the festival itself is what may 10th through the 13th 13th, i believe thursday friday saturday and and sunday Sunday. and we are there uh sunday or excuse me saturday evening at 6 45 so if you're in the area if you like checking out podcasts come see your boys candare 
at the Columbus Podcast Festival. We'll put links to that on the website as well. Good times abound. Here is certainly hoping, Jake. Here is certainly (laughs) hoping. So let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Holy impregnability! This week in pop culture history, April 17th, 1937, Daffy Duck makes his first appearance in Porky's Duck Hunt. April 19th, 1977, The Amazing Spider-Man debuts on CBS. And then finally, April 15th, 1983, Tokyo says hello to Disneyland Parks for the first time, open to the public. There we are. So we're going to be talking about amusement parks. Just our experiences. Great subject. Oh, I can't wait. I, uh, I mean, you don't I have, have to. Right it's here. Right. <laughs> the moment is true. now. <laughs> the time is nigh. Right. <laughs> it's almost the season for him too now. I too. Know. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Certainly hoping. So where do we begin uh, with amusement parks? Just favorites. I've got, I've got kind of a love hate relationship with the whole amusement park experience. How so? Because it's one of those things that. Um, you know, it's a little bit like crack cocaine. You know, the initial rush is like, oh, yes, this is everything I wanted. <laughs> and then the trail off is just a little too rough to justify. I always True. find my excitement going into a theme park is off the charts, but I get tired so quickly. I from say like it's trip. after walking yeah. around for so long. Miles of stuff paying $20 for a hamburger. It's... <laughs> Me and some friends of mine went to Kings Island years ago, and we were so ambitious. We had the whole day laid out from park open to park oh, close. And we got there early, did a bunch of rides, and we went over to the water park, did that for the rest of the day. And then the evening plan was to go see a Pink Floyd light show happening oh, right in the center of the park. Ooh. And boy, by that time, we were like, fuck that yeah. light show. <laughs> I am way too tired. We are going home. My first experience was at Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk when I lived in California. Ooh, that'd be fun. It was, but I was just a little bit too young. I was I didn't reach the height meter on any of the rides except for one, which was a Himalaya, and it looked fun. Till I got on it, and then <laughs> and it, it went around, <laughs> and then it, they wanted to. Who wants to go backwards? If you Ooh. don't want to, raise your hand. Man, my hand shot up so fast, <laughs> oh, I was yeah. done. Get me the hell off of this thing! But yeah. now I love those. That's one of my favorite ones. Sure, <laughs> I would just like if they stopped the ride and then just like got you off. <laughs> In that case, feel free. Let me. He was well, that okay. kid. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. We got to shut this down for Weed this little the week. Grass. For the little pussy over here. <laughs> yeah, doesn't want to go back. <laughs> Somebody get some uh, cotton candy for him or something. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What uh, first comes to mind when uh, you think of amusement parks? Oh, I, I actually went to Disney over over um, in December. I remember the Himalayas thing, and my fiance is just full of interesting little facts about it. Like, is is Himalaya the one with the big yeti in it? I think the right one. I didn't think so. I thought that was Everest or something. I know Ah. mine's just the one I was talking about. It's just like a circle little train thing that goes up and down in in a big circle. It wasn't a big. Yeah, no, he's talking about uh, Disney, and I can't remember which one. I thought it was like Expedition Everest or something. I thought that's what it was called. But yeah, Ah. there was a big animatronic yeti. That's when yeah. you go through the mountain is like waving its arm Good and Lord. shit at you, long hair. I mean, it's a, it's 
terrifying. That's cool. But they That's have only ever been able to get the thing to like fully work for like the first year of operation, and they've had so many people work on it, and they can't get it to work right. So what they've ended up doing is just put it, turning the lights out in the room it's in. Oh, and just like strobing and it. strobing. There we go. So you just catch a glimpse of it as you go That's by. That's cool. But, That's a good um, solution to the issue. I don't know. Okay. Look on YouTube. You can see no. videos of that thing in motion. That was creepy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Universal had the uh, has the T Rex at the end of the Jurassic Park ride. Like you're looking up at this thing screaming in your face. And it's just, you know, feet from you. I remember that. And that as you're looking up, your boat just drops straight yeah. down. That's the best part of it is that misdirection. You know, yeah. you're all focused here. You're yeah. not even anticipating the drop. No. Oh, I took my sister on that. We went to Universal for her birthday one year. It's what she wanted to do. So that's where we went. Check check out the Harry Potter setup. And oh, that, yeah, which yeah. Which was we really impressive. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that. Yeah. And we went on the Jurassic Park thing. She's like, no, no, I hate roller coasters. I'm like, no, it's not a roller coaster. It's like a log ride thing. We're just going through the park. It's going to be great. You know, Jurassic Park, the the classic series where everything is great at first and then goes to shit in the end. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it, it'll be totally fine. Don't worry. And uh, so we went on the ride, and it was cool for a while, but she was obviously nervous. She was like, when's it going to get bad? I'm like, it's not going to get bad. It's cool. It's chill. You know, because it's just going through. Oh, the raptors escaped. Uh-oh. And you see, yeah. like, shredded chain link and all that noise. Then we got to the T-Rex. There it was, shrieking and snarling. And I was about to lean over and say, see, isn't this cool? And then, you know, yeah. came that drop. And uh, she had to be pulled off of the thing because she was hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little too realistic. <laughs> wow. She she didn't she didn't talk to me for a little bit after that. But we got back to business. You know, <laughs> it was a good birthday. All things considered. Yeah. I, man, I think of uh, Jurassic Park Universal makes me think of an experience I had I, when I was there. It was with uh, my high school class. And we were there with uh, the entire high school, you know, mm-hmm. uh, freshmen through seniors. And um, there was this dude, I mean, I was friends with him. He was a nice guy, but he was the only person I could find I was hanging out with. And, like, he was just driving me fucking crazy. Just crazy. Sure. Okay? And we're in Jurassic Park. And when you go up by the, the visitor center, there it's on that lake. It's, like, right on the lake that's right in the center of the park, yeah, yeah. you know? At least in Islands of Adventure. This is Islands of Adventure side we're talking about. And, um... There's a boat, like a like a long boat that will like slowly go between three stops on this pond, like taking people around. And I told this dude, I was like, dude, we should totally take this boat. <laughs> he goes, All right. <laughs> so we get on the boat and like as soon as I see the like the captain or whatever, like taking the chain down and shutting the doors, like, oh I got I forgot to throw throw away my my can of Coke, and I fucking jumped really quick and just took off right and watched this dude just sail away on the boat. I felt he was never seen again. Yeah. He's probably listening to the podcast now. It's like, why? Single tear going down his cheek. I trusted you. Like going out for a, like the kid equivalent of going out for a pack of smokes. <laughs> I always felt bad about that, but the story is so fucking funny that it like makes You've it got worth a story, it. Yeah, it makes it worth small it. price to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, where do we go from here? What, what, what's next? I got a few things written down. If you want to touch on those, I, let's, let's talk about work. Creepy one. Creepy. One. Ooh, yeah. So, I'm not sure if any any of you are aware, but like Disney has this really weird policy with abandoning parks. No. Like there used to be this water park called River Country back in the 70s. And it's it's kind of a creepy story. <laughs> What's all but, um, you, yeah. you have you got my it. attention, brother? <laughs> yeah. 
and then they made this big water park and it was all great and everything but then they filtered water in from the river because it's the 70s like no one can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the worst part is that this brain eating amoeba got in the water oh my god and oh, it ended up going up this kid's nose and eating his brain I was like oh my god <laughs> holy like, shit the happiest place on earth ladies. more chlorine more chlorine Jesus and I, like, oh. and I was like oh is that why it's closed and my girlfriend was like, nah, it stayed open for like 20 years after that. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? That, that's a closed downable offense. One would think. Yeah. Yeah. But they keep the lights on and the sound. But it's been overgrown for like 20 years. It is creepy. Where is this? Is this in Florida? I think so, yeah. I'm really? going to look this up. I've got a sick little thing that I do on YouTube where I, lo- I love I've seen up- a bunch of abandoned amusement parks on YouTube. I love abandoned amusement park videos <laughs> yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. There's so much fun and there's some uh, fucked up things out there let yeah. me tell you what. You're abandoned, you're like the carousels in Pripyat or whatever after Chernobyl oh, melted yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> love it. So I no, I, I'm going to be looking this one up and it's weird you say that because I mean this is in no way <laughs> comparable but I remember uh, back home like a Sonic burger came to town and uh, like within a few months was built from ground up and open serving the public and then in less than a year shut down because no one gave a shit. It usually happens but, in my town too, stuff like that. Now that building's still there and I think that building to this day is still empty but for years afterwards you could still roll into the abandoned Sonic and listen to their radio stream coming through the speakers outside. Oh, no shit. Yeah, That's like weird. for the longest time and they played the best fucking music too. <laughs> it was like 90s music so just sitting in a abandoned Sonic like the go make out place. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> I was going to say that's where all the teenagers go to make mistakes. Uh, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, it sat at the end of a uh, Walmart parking lot, so uh, I don't know how many mistakes you can make. There. I mean, going in's a mistake. Yeah, I was but... gonna say, just <laughs> approaching it. So but you got the baseline no one. Yeah. Not even the '90s music can save it. Not even, <laughs> <laughs> even N Sync save you from that fate. <laughs> <laughs> what about? bad rides like horrible experiences we've had at amusement parks anything I, the mean streak in cedar point i think it was the i never used to go on the wooden roller coasters because they just didn't seem safe for me right and that one was supposed to be what the fastest wooden roller coaster something like that and i remember getting on it and i was like all right so when i'm going down the hill i'm gonna brace myself and put my head against the backrest and kind of keep it steady mm. Ooh, yeah i think i had a slight concussion i bet it was so rough the force back well no just going down the hill and around the corners just my head just bouncing off the back and i was like yeah that was a mistake it's the weirdest thing i have no uh no desire to get on a roller coaster ever again but for some reason when i see that like dragster thing they have up there that goes straight up and down something about it is like i want to do that you know and i don't know why I don't know. That one just makes me think you can get propelled straight up in the air when it takes that turn to go back straight down. All that momentum just, oh, yep. there it goes. I think Cedar Point will take a little more care than the Ohio State Fair yeah, will. I think oh, so. man. <laughs> that was horrible last yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. wretched. Because that could have been anyone. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things. It's any carny random mishap. Yeah. yeah. For people. What, what happened last summer at the Ohio State Fair is uh, it was one of those rides where you sit a bunch of people. I don't know if it was in a circle, but 
then the circle you're sitting in with all these people is like a big swing going back and forth. Yeah. And when it was coming back up, one of the uh, trellises or something underneath broke. Something disengaged. And people went flying through yeah. the air. And one gentleman lost his life, unfortunately. Yeah, young kid in his prime. You know. Just was thrown across the park and then just, man, how horrible. Horrible. That's why I don't ride festival rides. Yeah, yeah. I never have, and I don't think I ever will now. Of course not. But well, it um, seems like most of the carnival festival rides, all they do is like induce dizziness. There's yeah. no real thrill there. You just get yeah. spun around really fast. Like, come and see our twelve <laughs> kinds of centrifuges. Like, I don't want any of that. When I get dizzy, it follows me for hours. Me I've got too. like yeah. weak inner ears or mm-hmm. something. So it's, it's not fun. But there's it's always a, a line. Yeah. Well, people love it. There's always a line for the for fried butter, too, and the <laughs> breaded cheesecake or whatever in God's name they're concocting. What about you, Ryan? You like to go round and round and round? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just it just makes me distrust my own stomach. And I'm right. like, yeah, no. exactly. Like, I, I want him on my side. <laughs> I don't want him on my side. But, like, we're on good terms. I don't want him to accidentally. <laughs> now, it's been a tense but amiable relationship for a while now, like... Typically, whenever I, I see the ride that's going to make my stomach take that turn, I just walk the other way. But there was an exception. At Universal, I had to do the Simpsons ride. I was in Springfield. Oh. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Simpsons fam. ride's the best. It was awesome. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Um, and just Springfield in itself was amazing. Was the, that was like the breakaway hit for me. It's like I came expecting to have fun in all these places. I think I had the most fun in Spring, Spring, Springville. That's Springs what it's and called. Springs and Fields. Springing and Fielding. From the show The Samsons. <laughs> yeah. But they had like a miniature Duff Brewery. The one thing I regret not doing is uh, visiting Lard Lads and getting that big donut. I wish <sighs> I, I would have. I didn't do that either. But um, and I regret even more eating at Krusty Burger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I maybe that's their intention is to be authentic to the show sure. and having it taste gross. But goddamn, that was gross. It was, rough. That was so gross. <laughs> my my buddy was going. He goes, yeah, I can't wait to check out Krusty Burger. It's like, dude, don't go to Cletus's Chicken Shack. I'm telling you, there don't you eat go. a Krusty Burger. It'll <laughs> chase you all day. So I had that burger, and then I got on. The Simpsons ride. That's a poor sequence of that events. That was a poor choice yeah. of event. Yeah, yeah, of action. But it's what happened, and that was the last ride I did that day. That's understandable. Was it early? Uh, about halfway through. No, that's not true. I did the Transformers uh, ride, but the Harry Potter ride had like a six-hour wait on it, and like you had to put your name Jeez. in and come back. Like it was sick. Like how many people were there? Do, was that the one that was like in the Hogwarts castle? No, uh, we. Are oh, you the the bank one? The bank one. Okay, because yeah. that one always had a crazy line. It was. I nuts. remember my sister and I waited about an hour to get in, but like after a while, we had sunk so much time in, and we figured we'll see it through. But the one they have in the Hogwarts Castle itself, the Forbidden Journey or something, they, it's got some really ominous name. Hmm. Universal had this whole slew of like simulation coaster hybrid things, like the Simpsons ride. Sure. And that was the best by a wide margin. Right. The effect was so flawless. And, and just like the crispness of the imagery and, and the big screens that wrapped around you like in a giant dome. I, I, at the risk of throwing out cliches here, I, I genuinely felt like I was flying. It's right. extraordinary. We went on, I think, four times. We Is got right? up extra early right at the start and sprinted. The first and last time I'll ever run in my life. Sprinted to the castle <laughs> when there was no line to get back into that thing. We got off. We got right back in line. Wow. It's just a blast. 
Just and, wait till Star Wars Land comes out for lines. Right. <laughs> now you're saying uh, that was a coaster or was not a coaster? It was more like, like the like Simpsons. Co- it's like you're. It's a series of seats, like five in a cluster on some big armature that swings you around in a coaster like oh, way. Okay. And it's moving around and it's weaving you through all these like physical sets and then long stretches of projection that like give the impression that you're outside or you've gone through the window. That would be cool. It's incredible. Well worth. I think you can find a video on YouTube. I'll look it up. I looked up the one that we were going to go on, but then didn't because of the line. But there were just so many people. Like you could actually lift your feet off the ground and still be walking around (laughs) Diagon Alley. There were so many people. I guess we're going where the public wants us to go. (laughs) But it was cool. Uh, I'm not going to harp on it too much so we can talk about other things here, though. What about uh, about you, Ryan? You ever been to Universal? Uh, I I was, but I was... This is probably going to illustrate how long it was but i was wearing a harley davidson uh bandana at the rifle <laughs> and i got a photo with the car from too fast too furious <laughs> but there was only two movies then a damn good time nonetheless <laughs> sure sure down you went into universal or did you go into the islands of adventure uh, I think it was just a universal plane. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. My what one... I remember is the car, man. <laughs> What's that? What I remember is the car. That convertible was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I remember... I just wish we would have gone to Universal when they still had... Um, Oh, like the Back to the Future ride and stuff like that. Mm, they yeah. still had E.T., but my God, was that a disappointment. <laughs> That's like a little kid's ride. Some of oh. those rides don't age very well. I tell you what, though, the Men in Black oh. ride. Was it good? Oh, dude, it was everything I Because I saw it, and I was like, nope. Oh, and just really? walked past. It was right after The Simpsons, dude. I was okay. sick as shit and had crusty burger. Oh, that's a, okay. I thought you meant like a preference <laughs> thing, like Men in Black. Oh no, I dig Men in Black, but it, it looks more of like a ride-through, like kitty shooter kind of a thing. It's shootery. It's not kitty shootery. It's got like all the sudden anxiety-inducing fear of that, like shooting gallery sequence in the movie. I'll do it when I go back. You should. Do yourself a favor. But the few things I don't think will be there when I go back were the, was the Terminator thing experience. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? I did. I caught it before oh, it was gone. That was dated. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. so dated. I was like, are they serious? Really? <laughs> this? Check out the like, Terminator. I thought I was, thought it was a In universal. 3D. <laughs> yeah. What? And like the, it doesn't even do with the brochure. Like, remember the T-1000 yeah, and the brochures? Like heads out, coming actually. out over the audience. Like, no. The shit didn't happen. It was just like some... Like still moving props around the room, yeah. like shooting yeah. such fate looking guns. But <laughs> there's the there's the better of the two that I was going to mention, the Twister ride. God rest its soul. It's, it's gone now. Place in our collective heart, it really does. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Bill Paxton narrating yeah. that gem for us. But I mean, back in the day, that was truly oh, yeah, that was frightening. And then when we did it, well, how late? Well, it was like a year after the show started, it's so like it's been within two, the past three, three years ago. About three years. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I know watching the video of it, I was like, really? Because it just it looks so cheap on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. You, you I mean, really have to be there. It. Yeah. It's still not amazing, but, you know. <laughs> but think about it in, what was that, 96, 97 oh, yeah, when that, that came out? Yeah. And it's still reasonably cool. Our, my experience was a little sullied. I was excited going in. Once the Bill Paxton narration fired up, oh, I dude. was psyched. Like, I was like, yeah, you goddamn right, you're Bill Paxton. You know, it's just everything about it. I was in the moment. And then we got there, and my particular seat on the little viewing balcony, 
um, was it was fine until the rain started because I was right under what little trough or gutter brought the really heavy rain. Oh down. yeah. So as soon uh, as a rain sequence would stop, it would just drip incessantly yes. on the top yes. of my head, and I'm like, "This is cool." <laughs> no, I had the same thing happening to me yeah. for sure. But you're you're right. I mean, when it's over and the lights start to come up, you're like, "Really? really? Like, are we done?" That it takes you right it? into the gift shop, and you're like, so "I will never be <laughs> afraid of a twister now." <laughs> the best part, like you were saying, is Bill Paxton. Like, yeah. Thanks for doing Twister. <laughs> I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> like, the awesome yes! godlike power of a tornado. Like, yeah. Talk to me. I mean, when it when it happened, I lost my shit laughing. So good. And I'm sure people had to been like, "What the fuck's yeah, his problem?" We were in the same boat, you and I. Dude, I'll put it in this episode again. It's you found should. its way into a few of oh, our yeah. other episodes. Yeah, it has. As well, it should. It should. God, God Bill, rest Bill Paxton's soul. Right. I don't know where to go from there. I mean, that was like a high note. Do we just end it on that? I mean, I think do we that's keep a going? Yeah. Note to end it on. All right. <laughs> I think it was. And speaking of uh, people we have lost, uh, oh, Bill yeah, Paxton, yeah. we lost, what was it? That was last year, right? I think it was so. two years ago, I think. It's been a little while. Was it? Yeah. I'm, I'm hazy on those details. But two we've lost just today. Harry Anderson, which mm-hmm. I could not believe, yeah, of, of Nightcore, and he was on Cheers too, uh, here and there. But uh, and Arlie Ermy, Arlie Ermy, Gunny, yeah. from uh, uh, Help Me, Full Metal Jacket, Full Metal Jacket, Jacket. Then Mail Call, which I used to watch constantly. On yeah. Pretty much every uh, drill sergeant, yeah, and everything. Yeah, <laughs> he he set the platinum standard for verbally abusing recruits. <laughs> I think I've, yeah. I've said this on the show before, but the first time I saw Full Metal Jacket, you know, you, you start with boot camp, and he's your introduction to the movie. Yeah. And I was taking it into a comedic sense, like, oh, this is going to be funny. You know, this no, is going to no, be a funny yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Until the second he gets shot dead in the bathroom, spoilers. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> uh, you've had your fucking time, people. <laughs> yeah. um, in, that se- in that moment, you're like, oh, oh, shit, this isn't a comedy, is yeah. it? <laughs> this is serious. Mm-hmm. But uh, damn, what a good movie that was! Absolutely, that was my introduction to the military from my buddy that just got back from boot camp. Watch <laughs> this; it's just like this. Okay, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it then, was. And then Harry Anderson. Uh, I mean, how many times have we mentioned Night Court on this? Oh God, show? I know. Especially when Bob Sally's in our presence. Yep. All right, Night Court is a common theme that comes up. So I think, weirdly enough, maybe I'm putting Night Court at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. along with Bill Paxton. There we go. I got to write this shit down. I'm going to forget. I, I, I really Paxton lucked out talking over the night court theme <laughs> not on top of each other <laughs> a number of years ago uh, Arlie Army was at a car show in Columbus and I'm not much of a gearhead I don't know much about my cars but mm-hmm. I went there for that reason got to meet him he did a little Q&A shake his hand very cool guy Sure. He told me I have a good strong name And no one can take that from me Fucking ever <laughs> There is nothing that can erase The feeling of pride Like yeah well I guess I See, do See you have like, a little piece Like a little experience I do know they gave me a, uh, a challenge coin They're called Like a little oh, commemorative Military coin Yeah yeah, yeah. I've still Did he really? Oh, he did yeah It's cool That is cool Yeah, yeah that it was, was really neat It was neat. a lot of fun I'm kind of jelly. Well, fuck you. Well, it happens. You know? <laughs> I'll bring it wow. in if you want to see it. I mean, that was a response. <laughs> they don't get much more harsh than that. Come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just wanted to mention that really quick. So, uh, Arlie Army, yeah, Harry Anderson, okay. rest in peace to both of you. And thanks for all the entertainment you leave behind, my mm. lord. I was just asking someone about Harry Anderson the other day. Like, where has that dude been? I haven't heard from him in a long time. Unfortunately, this is how we hear. Yeah. I saw it from our good friend Zordon posted it. 
Oh, David, uh, David, David Fielding. Oh, really? Yeah. We're in that very unfortunate time where a lot of the people we love in the entertainment world are reaching that age. Yeah, yeah. I know. It sucks, but such is life. Yep. Uh, and with that, T-shirts. We yeah, got Now t-shirts, that we've brought people. the mood completely down, <laughs> who wants sell a you something. <laughs> who wants a wall clock? Who wants a mug? How about those fancy decals? You those can't go mess. wrong with a yeah. canned air decal. So practical. Society6.com forward slash canned air pod. I've actually... You know, not to besmirch our friends over at Society6.com, but it's a little on the pricey side. And I've it been kind be. of looking around at other websites that might offer a cheaper price, but I don't want that to come at the uh, at the expense of quality. Right. Mm. So uh, I'm going to find another site, maybe test it out. And if we get that shirt and looks better, boy, we're going to bring them to you a lot cheaper. But the objective then, is putting shirts on backs rather than putting money in the bank. That is correct. Clothing so, the public. Yeah, we got to grow the and brain. And also fronts as well. Not just backs exclusive. That's a valid point. <laughs> this is true. That's a critical flaw in our business yeah. model, I think. We've got to stop cutting the shirts in half. <laughs> but we make we, we make shit on these things, really. Yeah, yeah. True. Like pennies. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, there's no benefit to us other than seeing our fans wearing our logo. I bought a Snickers with our profits from last month, so let's not... Mm. Still savoring that Snickers bar? Well, you know, I kept half. There you go. Just give you it a lick every other day. Investment. <laughs> How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Snickers? I'm almost through the chocolate layer. I don't layer. think anybody's asking that. How many licks of the candy bar does it take to get to our next payout? Just <laughs> a better question. Oh, boy. <laughs> Society6.com forward slash Pod. You can add to that payout, and you can have a tasty T-shirt decal clock. Fuck, just go over there. Maybe, maybe a wall covering because they're doing those now. Are they really? Oh my god! Yep. Is Candare going to have its own fat head? I don't know. It might be like how my whole wall. Can it just be like us holding a, a football, like, like oh, you know, just super <laughs> athletic, just our big schlubby heads on a football player, just holding a can? Is, is that like a football? Is that Dan Marino's body? No, no, that's that's Jake. <laughs> no, from no, yeah, that's when I was in high school. <laughs> Society6.com forward slash CandarePod. Go get some of that tasty merch. All right, let's swing open the door to the comic vault. Jake, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll start us off. I've got just a little quick one because I'm not going to do so much of uh, telling you about what I've read as tantalizing you with the prospect of what you can't read. Mm. Because from what I've experienced of these comics, they're kind of... Uh, sort of like little isolated stories with a few overarching plots. Sure. I like what it's doing. It sort of breaks things up nicely. I know mm-hmm. some of the more recent posts have been one continued story. Uh, head on down to a website called Dime Store Noir, spelled just how it sounds, and you can find these gritty, grim, little black and white comics come out very regularly by a fellow who on Twitter goes by... It's either the noir guy or that noir guy. Let me confirm, you know, like a professional in the middle of the show. <laughs> the noir guy, at the noir guy. He's very active, uh, updates everything he does. So if, if you love that grim and gritty sort of inner city feel, you know, the old classic pulp detective issues, and then later on a lot more topical, sometimes uh, painfully relevant subjects, I think this is absolutely one worth checking out. So All right. I recommend hmm. Dime Store Noir. Dime Store Noir. It's D-Y-M-E, just like it sounds. Uh, yeah. Dime. It's not. Oh, yeah, I'm a sucker for that old school, like, pulpy detective stuff. I know. <laughs> Leave like it to a dame like, like her ah, walking see? to my yeah. office. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I talked right the fuck over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll never be able to tell after, though. You'll be able to hear each other. 
it were like porkies. But like, was there a British guy in that? I think there was. <laughs> was I imagining it? Talking oh. about brain amoebas or something? What is he doing? <laughs> All right, very good. Ryan, would you like to uh, actually go next? Oh yeah. Um, I've currently been reading. It has a ridiculous amount of good reviews, but I'm reading Batman White Knight. Oh, oh I've heard of that. I've been meaning to check that out. I'm good. Is it? It is. It it makes me think too much about Batman. <laughs> it is. It's it's so cool because they kind of lean on the whole mythos. Myth mythos is that the right word? I think myth mythos mythos. mythos. Yeah, and, oh, and they play with this. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to give any away, but they. It's it's really cool. I recommend picking it up if you're a Batman fan. Yeah, I've seen it on the shelf before. And it is he wearing a white suit now? It, oh, I don't, I, I don't so. know about that. Is he? Uh, I don't think so. It could be. Maybe I just skimmed over it too quickly. <laughs> it's one of those stories that kind of mixes up the formula, right? They sort of turn some relationships on their head. Oh yeah, definitely. They have. Um, they kind of have Harley Quinn, and then another Harley Quinn, like the Suicide Squad version and the, the old school animated series version and they get in a fight and I was like, what? I was like, Since when? <laughs> Hang on, my penis can only be so erect. <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's dirty now, come on. <laughs> wow, so, so is it like a, uh, kind of like a battle world thing where you have two different, <laughs> different dimension characters Batman. like from two different dimensions facing themselves or do they explain it off like the two having both Beckys and the new, new Roseanne. I, I don't know. They just kind of leave it and then they continue. I was like, what? Hmm. And maybe I'm spoiling something, but like all the Batmobiles are in it. Like not just one. Oh, it's so like, you're taking on my fancy now. Yeah, yeah. This is also reminding me of Spider-Verse when you get all the oh, different yeah. Spider-Man and all their cool toys in yeah, one comic book. That was awesome. Force. Oh, yeah. What was the uh, Leo, Leo, what was the, the big The Leo Pardon. Leo Pardon. Yep. That was fucking awesome. Leo Pardon. You have to say it like that, too. <laughs> and as quick as he showed up, he was smitten. He <laughs> had been smited. Damn. <laughs> that sounds really cool, White. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up finally because every time I see it, I'm like, Mm, next time, man. I'm going to read <laughs> next, you. But next time never comes. Next time never comes, Jake. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. It is really cool. A, a, a real five out of seven would recommend. <laughs> 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 All right. A glowing review. <laughs> <laughs> the webcomic I have this week is called um, Demon Studies. I don't know if you guys... I'm already on board with the title. It looks really interesting, and boy, am I finding this in its infant stages, because there's only about four or five pages up online. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, I've never been found yeah, a webcomic that new. Yeah, so it's I'm, like finding a flower growing in your yard by a rock. Yeah, I, I feel privy. You've though, been like, here the whole time? Yeah, like people that come after me are like, oh, pff, newbies, like, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> but no, you can go to demonstudies.com and check it out, but it's uh, what it's about is a university called Summerland, Summerland University, that actually practices in the occult studies. So demonology, witchcraft, and uh, parapsychology. Are they accepting applications? Well, I had a feeling this would uh, probably (laughs) uh, spark your interest. It's led by the president, Thelma Edith, and the comic starts with her welcoming some new students to the class. She then also introduces Father Gilmore up on stage in front of all these 
kids. And when I say stage, it's more of like you've seen, uh, and I only say you see in TV and movies because I've never actually been in an old college, but like the... Uh, <laughs> the big lecture hall kind the of The big lecture setup. hall, yeah. exactly. Chairs in somewhat of a circle around yeah. a stage, but they also dub as classrooms. And um, in this circle is a big pentagram with candles around it and everything. And he goes, That's, you know, what's that? Yeah. That's never a good sign. No, you see no, no. I mean, I would probably go the other way if I was Where's to walk into a school. Like, oh, yeah. wow, Summerland really did not project Looking for the what this school is about. But <laughs> Right. But <laughs> what uh, Father Gilmore says when he uh, gets up on the stage is, uh, you know, obviously welcome. And uh, for those who would like to participate in one of the first projects we're going to do, I'm going to teach you all how to summon your inner demon and then live with it inside of you for the next three to four years. And then on graduation, we're going to exercise it. Wow. Doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's going to be an awesome Man, comic. They're playing hardball. <laughs> and the, uh, the artwork looks amazing sure. on this book. But um, he calls up one of the volunteers from the audience. And I don't remember the kid's name, but it's one of the kids that you see you know, come to the school. Obviously, who you're going to be following through the comic. And right when he gets on stage and gets in the center of that pentagram, that's, that's the last... Or no, they they God. cut his hand and he bleeds into the center of the pentagram. They stand back and watch, and the blood starts to like do stuff, and that's where it ends. But Ooh, come on, I'm know, on board. That's a hell of a that's hook, nuts. right? You're in a demon. That could go one or two ways. Exactly. That could be like, <laughs> could be like really like serious or like really like hearted. Be like best buds. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, at the end when you have to exercise them, but I don't want to. We're People friends. let me tell you about <laughs> my demon. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to end the episode with that. I know. <laughs> Too many options. <laughs> what a conundrum. <laughs> but this, ep- this updates every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time. I strongly recommend checking it out, cool. especially if you're into the kind of demon horror kind of genre. I might be. This is... Oh, I know you are. <laughs> this is all that on a very fun level. I just... I, I want to see where it goes. Sure. Like, if it gets serious, how dark it actually gets. The possibilities yeah. are endless with this practice. That cliffhanger, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Demonstudies.com. And you can... Uh, on Twitter, it's... I have no idea how to pronounce this. Uh, M-I-Y-U-L-I art? M-I-Y. Right there. How would you pronounce that? Miuli art? Miuli art? Yeah. There you go. That's you, just you me are. saying it phonetically. <laughs> but we'll have links up so yeah. you can uh, find it, and we'll also be pushing that on Twitter. So demonstudies.com. Check cool. it out. Hmm. And with that, <clears throat> let's just move right into... Real World Heroes! Jack, who do we have this year? <laughs> <laughs> Christy Perfetti from Peoria, Illinois. What has Christy Perfetti done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? Well, she's a pretty seasoned mail person, and one day... Like delivering the mail? Yeah. Okay. One day, like every other day, she pulled into the post office, as she does, and she happened to notice... There's a shed off to the side of the post office where she saw an older man taking a younger kid around to the side oh, of the set shed. So immediately uh, she thinks, well, this probably isn't right. That yeah. and the look on the kid's face didn't really seem to be like he wanted to be there. So she ran inside real quick and grabbed a supervisor and they came out and walked over to the shed and saw the guy and the kid standing there. And she asked the kid, do you, you know, do you need help? Do you want need do you want to come with me? So he said, yeah, and ran over real quick. And the old man ended up leaving 
Well, one of the other postmen that were around got a couple of good pictures. They called the cops. Turns out this guy was a registered sex offender that had been in trouble taking kids before. Long story short, the guy's in prison with a life sentence now. So Good. 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 And she got a, a national award for heroism. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. Gee, money. There are some sick fucks out there. That was there. tense. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think it's extraordinary that she had the the presence of mind to to get someone official to handle this, rather than seeing what might be going down and fully just beating him with a pipe or something. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. But I mean, even to have the, I mean, your mind would have to be kind of on the lookout for those kind of things. Sure. I mean, because why would you not assume all oh, an old man and his grandson? But when something, or something doesn't sit right with you, right. you just kind of feel it. You're like, this is not. Well, Old man and it? tool shed never go well no. together. These these things you don't You're either along. getting a whipping or something worse. <laughs> Said she had been on that route for like 10 years, so she pretty much would know oh, the area. Oh, she knew Yeah. yeah. So kind of just being real familiar and then happen to catch, wow. catch something fishy uh, going on. That is a save. That is a... That is a hell of a save. You got that right. And and what was her name one more time? Christy Perfetti. Wow, Christy, you have des- you have well earned a spot on our wall of justice here at Candare Podcast. My God, keep up the well, keep your eye out. I mean, that's 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 something else, man. Vigilance at its finest. Yep. There. All right. Well, with that behind us, let's just turn our full attention right over to Ryan and talk coronary episodes one through three. Thanks so much for being with us again, Ryan. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. I I, I always relish the opportunity to talk about brain eating amoeba. So, your luck. You are in good company, my friend. Well, <laughs> no, this has been a hell of a lot of fun. This has Absolutely, been a good episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it thus far, and I can't wait to hear more about Quaternary because I, I we watched your Kickstarter video and what we uh, saw. It looks gorgeous, but the the tagline you have on this thing, it's hard to ignore. Black Mirror meets Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I mean, come on, how do you go wrong with that? So. I was just wondering if you could uh, first tell our listeners and us a little bit more about coronary. Oh, well, basically the tagline, well, second tagline, strictly, um, is what I go for is what would happen if plastic surgery became free? Ooh, oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That, that's always my go-to. And then it's it's basically a series of uh, conversations, probably the wrong word, but like it follows the businessman who started it all and then the knock-on effects of that happening. And there's... Yeah. So, there's like, the ex- all from his perspective? Yeah, yeah, near enough. Wow. Yeah. So so just kind of, like, what what his creation onto the world and what it's doing, like, are, are, are we watching, like, what, what is being, like, done to his psyche, what it's doing to his psyche, or...? Yeah. That because sounds cool. It's kind of like noble intentions kind of ran a little bit too far. That's how I describe it. So I can see the riffraff like, coming um, in. What kind of changes someone else is going to want next because it's free? It's, yeah. It, this kind of reminds me. I mean, this sounds. Uh, oh, I like this a lot better than what I talked about last week. But you remember Edison Rex, the yeah. comic I talked about last week about the supervillain who actually pulls off one of his plans and kills our hero. And when he has done that, he's like, oh shit, this. I'm, this isn't the way I thought I would realize. Feel, you know? Exploring like, the consequences is so much cooler. The weight on his just, soul. Of yeah. That. yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, so so now I, I noticed the Kickstarters for episodes one through three, and I, I am saying that correctly. It is episodes, right? Yeah, it's 
I, I was really pretentious and put into chapters, and I was like, it's a comic book. Like, just pull it episodes. <laughs> it's fine. Exactly. Well, you know, it was so refreshing to see you title it that way, because so many times when we're talking about comics on this show, mm-hmm. I'd be like, man, I was reading this episode the other day. Oh, snap. I mean, an issue. <laughs> it happens all the time. So... I'm glad I'm not alone. I was reading part the first the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Appendix one. (laughs) So what was your inspiration for this? What what inspired uh, you to make this project? I don't don't know. I just, um, it was just kind of generally looking at the world around me and seeing how much of an impact advertising has on our lives and how we think about ourselves. And it, I feel like it's a kind of a mechanism to uh, get you to spend more money to feel better about yourself. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, what if everyone got the body and the lifestyle they wanted? Like, what would happen then? I feel like there'd be so many people, the, the severely insecure, who would just keep going until stop. they were just mangled. I mean, it's like that girl that yeah. looks like a Barbie doll now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. I've seen her. Hey, can you cut my face and body until I like myself, please? You know, it's right. just, where does it end? Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's not just girls. It's, it's guys as well. Like, I mean, my six-pack is pretty sore at the moment, but, yeah. <laughs> and it, we're kind of engineered to uh, feel badly about ourselves, and I hate that. I'm like, screw those guys. Like, I'm going to do, like, a beauty magazine-style thing. Like, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. I, mean, <clears throat> I was on a little power paper, like, I've got to write something mean about them. <laughs> that's it. This is it, essentially. If you look at Hollywood, I mean, you can get a glimpse at what it is for someone to have that at their disposal for practically free. I mean, I know it's not free, but when you have bazillions of dollars, yeah, right. it might may as well, as well be, being, yeah. right? I mean, and look at Courtney Cox. I mean, she's a prime example of. Is, is Botox injections, is that considered plastic surgery? Maybe yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's is certainly it? cosmetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you automatically are off my list of attractive if you have done that. I mean, have you seen Look her? At, she looks like a fucking duck. Joan Rivers. In, oh, wow. In her you, time. Her face didn't move at the yeah. end. Yeah, but I, there was never a time in my life I was like, oh, man, that well, Joan that's Rivers. True, yeah. <laughs> I got to get me some of that Joan Rivers. <laughs> oh, no. But, you know, it's... <laughs> It's like you said, it's it's this whole system wherein, you know, you have to spend money to feel good about yourself, to feel secure. They, like, present you the ideal, put it in your head that you're not meeting yeah. it, and they tell you the bridge is money. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. rough. And, and there's so many, and then there is just so much money in it. Casual entertainment. You know, there's this, there's this program that a couple of people I know like to watch. I think it's I think it's a British show called Embarrassing Bodies, something to that effect, where they just bring in people with oftentimes horrific physical disorders. You know, someone who's got some rampaging fungus that's eating their foot or and then they'll juxtapose it with someone who's like, my lips aren't as full as I'd like. And it's just it just goes on this long process. And every time it just distills down to like the moral of the story is you got to fix yourself or society won't like you. You know, you've got to be this, that, the other when they're helping people who are genuinely, you know, in a bad situation. Fine. But I don't know. Just the attitude feels dirty you know there's something poisonous mm-hmm. about it and, like the doctor has like long long blonde hair like a square jaw and it's like oof it's like, <laughs> is this is what humans look like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you get some guy who matches it's the like greek symmetric ideal compared to the... yeah no 
I was like, can we just get a regular guy? Like, can we get a doctor with a mole or something? <laughs> Any imperfection. Now, you uh, are not working on this project alone by the looks of it, uh, of your Kickstarter video. No, I have my fiance, Liv. She's in the, the right. She helps me out with all the marketing for everything. Oh, okay. And Very nice. Yeah, I, I'm completely in the dark. Like, she does an amazing job. And I just kind of like, mm, I just like follow orders, essentially. <laughs> she I does see. a lot of the legwork on it. Hey, if the system works. And then I also have... Yeah, if the system works. Like, I'm not, not going to change it. But, <laughs> but I, I'm, it's still my pain in the comics. I'm like, I, I still control the comic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I can have neurotic personal power that way. <laughs> and I also work with Joel Saavedra and Damien Penalba, two Argentinian guys who have been with the project since the beginning. And who, now, who awesome. all is exactly doing what on the project? Are you just writing? Yeah, I'm just doing the writing I and see. then trying to raise the money. And then uh, Joel does the inking and the lettering, and then Damien does the coloring. Very nice. And I think they live like, down the road from each other, so it's like... It's actually pretty cool. Easy for them to. <laughs> yeah. This looks like one of those projects we've mentioned in the past where you have a perfect trifecta of creators. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's passionate about what they're doing. It just kind of feeds and into everybody's, it. And uh, what everybody's doing complements each yeah. other. All that energy is so on well. a closed circuit. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we've yeah. seen strong stories with bad art and vice versa. And it's a shame. And uh, not the case here. Not the <laughs> case here. I just can't wait to read it. I mean, your concept is, I, I love. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So, and your Kickstarter looks to be uh, doing pretty well about halfway through uh, the campaign. And you're over halfway to your goal. Yeah. We're doing pretty well. I mean, it's still terrifying, but uh, I'm feeling slightly more confident now. Got like a couple under my belt, which is cool. It, it's just nice to see like people come back to the project. It's like, yeah, I love this. Like, by all means. Sure, absolutely. It's, it's cool. <clears throat> what kind of uh, rewards are you offering to backers? Ooh, um, we've got. Well, because a lot of people ask for it, we're doing all three in digital, all three in physical, as well, and then we're doing like badges, stickers, things like that. Ooh. And then one of them is you can get drawn in as a character. That's one we have to do sometime. Somebody, I uh, know. Candare wants to be in a comic book so damn bad, but no one will put us in it. <laughs> yeah. Be three assholes at a cafe all eating sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to be the stars, <laughs> just the in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe we'll have to uh, indulge ourselves one of these times, mm-hmm. maybe this time, and get Indeed. that tear and immortalize ourselves. But... You also had mentioned badges. Like, you have won me over with about <laughs> fucking anything when you offer me a badge. Like, Any seriously. mark of authority, fake or otherwise. <laughs> I've got them all over the place. I really do. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, how far along is the actual uh, comic book? I mean, is this just a like a compiling of three issues that have already been out into like a graphic novel? Or is this something that's brand new to uh, to the readers? This the third episode is brand new. Okay, one I misread it. Then I I thought this was saying episodes yeah. one through three. This is only for three. Yeah, but okay. we've got one and two ready, packed, ready to go. <laughs> I see. So we're just in on the last bit. That it is cool. I'd love to do a trade paperback one day, like a nice hardback or something. Oof. 
sure. Yeah, hard facts are my badges. Nice <laughs> <laughs> <go>. and heavy. <laughs> Uh, so after uh, your project is successfully funded, do you have any gauge of idea of like how soon uh, people could expect uh, the book in their hand? Well, it'd probably be two to three months, depending. Oh, wow, that's really that's good. That's not too bad, yeah. That is good turnaround. Really good. Yeah. I'm still waiting on shit I backed at the beginning of 2017. Hey, so yeah, same here. That is damn good. They say that's the policy with Kickstarter, you know, back it and then do what you can to forget it. <laughs> Not yeah. in this case, though. No. Two to three months, that's a hell of a turnaround. It's a surprise at the yeah. mailbox, though. You walk over and, oh, boy, oh, I got something yeah. big. Yeah, well, I'm still waiting on that experience. what it is. Like, what? Ooh. All right, awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember this. You can hear that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory theme kicking in. <laughs> Ten minutes later, after you're done reading it, I'm sad again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you make any con appearances at all, Ryan? Uh, no, but I need to. I just need to build up enough stock to make that make that jump. I'd love to. Some of my um, other friends are doing it, like, every other week. I'm like, man, that sounds so much fun. Now, when when these are available, you know, not only for uh, like in the stores, but I imagine you're are they going to be like available in like Comicsology or something like that? Oh yeah, um, they'll be available on Comicsology and Amazon as well. I think I haven't done Comic Central yet, but I will. I see. I see. <laughs> if it's comic something, I should probably get around. To it. <laughs> Yeah, they go down to Comics Mortuary and pick up the latest. <laughs> <laughs> the com- the <laughs> comic convention is such a gamble, I would imagine, from a comic creator's point of view, because the exposure, I, I mean, nowadays seems to be pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. we've seen that grow exponentially in the past few years. Yeah. It used people to be we've shit. recognized across different conventions getting progressively larger. You know. And just not not only that, but Artist Alley just getting attention. But I oh, think sure. the, the con uh, prom, uh, people who put these conventions on have discovered a layout to where everybody's getting exposure, exposure, and you're not just funneled through Artist Alley to get to the yeah. the toys and the comics and the celebs. You know, <laughs> they've got it kind of layered in. It's like a parfait. Of mm-hmm. sorts. But cool. like like Ryan's saying, you know, that's that's a hell of an inventory, dude. You've got to sit on, and if you know things don't go your way that weekend, well. There yeah, you yeah. are. Price of the table and then all the prints that you need <laughs> yeah. to take to sell and then hopefully you move them. My hat goes off to every person in that artist alley because you, you know they have sacrificed some shit to be sitting there just for the chance to sell to you. And I, yeah. Hey, nothing it ventured, is, nothing gained, I suppose. Yeah. yeah it's steep. There is, yeah. I, I can't even think of like the startup cost of even taking the risk and going out there. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, if you're wanting to go to, like, a main con, like, I know Wizard World, and that's fucking, that's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's yeah. close to a grand for a booth? I mean, I know I people... you've got a letter of recommendation from the president of Wizard World or something. Right. Unless I mean, you want your little four-foot table in the back corner next to all the cosplayers <laughs> or something. And we've seen people who have, you know... What's that? Just, like, begging like, on his knees, like, just a camp oh. table. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we uh, knew some people... Con a year or two ago, who chipped in and got purchased one of those booths, but then they took the six foot table and divided it into like four little tiny sections and all did their own wares because that was the only way they could afford it. And it's much less of a loss, mind you. You're you're standing within probably a cubic two feet the whole time, but damn, (laughs) three people for each one of the wares standing there, (laughs) nuts to butts. Come here. 
You know, it's funny you mentioned the card table thing because we went to uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo. What year was the A-Team? Was that the, the two or three years ago that I found all the A-Team merchandise? That was two years because we didn't go last year. It was year yeah. before then. Well, we found, uh, maybe I found, after I partied with you guys at one point during the day, a little card table just kind of set up along one of the backdrops. It didn't have a display. She wasn't lined up with anyone else. It was just a young girl who was watching the booth for her parents, I'm assuming. Oh, I remember you talking about that. With a card table that just had five or six long boxes on them. And I bought a ton of shit out of those boxes. Like old Scrooge, old A-Team comics, like mm-hmm. stuff I'd been looking for for a while. Human Fly. The Human Fly, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I did get some of that there. And I, I bought the stuff. I turned around and walked away, and I was like, man, I need to go back there and get some shit. And when I turned around, the table was gone. Ooh, not really, but <laughs> obviously it was still there. But no, the but uh, Jeremy, that girl's been dead for six years. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny how the quality, like what I was looking for, exactly what I wanted, came from this just little card table off in the middle of nowhere. You got to check them all. You got to check out. Check them everything. all. Yeah, you do. It's easy to get drawn in by the big flashy displays. Flash does not equal quality no. in right. cases. Boy, we got sidetracked. Didn't <laughs> yeah. I feel bad, but that I, was we, good combo. But we need to get back to coronary here. I'm sorry, Ryan. I was going to go chatting about Artist Alley again. I always try and make a point of trying to buy comics I'd never heard of before. Or a new interesting idea. Because I'm like, those guys are hustling like every day. Oh, yeah. And you can see them. See the concern and the worry. When you're just on the cusp of poverty and it's just like your artistic skill keeping food on the table. I can't imagine the pressure. And it, I remember it used to be like when you go down Artist Alley, you'd like, okay, look at the ground in front of your feet because <laughs> yeah, for God's sake, it's like being in like a shopping plaza in the fucking Dominican Republic or something. <laughs> like everybody is hoping on your sale to eat dinner that night. You know what I mean? And every, you know you just get pulled every which direction, and it's not like that nowadays. Like every booth we walked past had three or four people standing yeah. at it. It was so awesome to see. But that's cool. Yeah, for sure. But I look forward to uh, checking out Coronary again for our uh, listeners. This Kickstarter is going till May 4th. We're going to be blasting this on Twitter, and we are going to have links on the website to it. Ryan, is there anywhere else the listeners should be going to check out Coronary? Uh, no, that's the one-stop shop for it all. Awesome. Right there. Yeah. Awesome. Nailed it. Simple. Nailed it. Save me space in the in the tweet there. <laughs> there <you go. laughs> Find them on Facebook and Amazon and Comixology and so on and so forth. And I can't remember your uh, Twitter handle off the top of my head. Just Ryan Ryan Burke that's, Writer, correct? Yeah. That's all. Cool. On Twitter at Ryan Burke Writer. So many different outlets for people to check you out. And to back the project, Ryan, thanks again so much for being here with us today. This has been awesome and good luck with your project, man. No worries. Thank you. Cheers for having me. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, check out our special guest page, uh, follow us on all our social media, click the merch button, and if you'd like to be a, a guest and promote your work, send us an email on your contacts page. And once more, that is at cannedairpod on Twitter and at canned underscore air on Instagram. And if you like what we do, head on down to Patreon, throw a couple of bunks of we need beds we need beds badly (laughs) throw a couple of bucks our way Uh, reach that five dollar a month mark and you are part of the founders club and again 
your boys, Candare, live for your entertainment. And you believe it. Uh, again, when was that, May? Uh, when was that happening again? 11th. 11th through the 14th. So our, our show's on the 13th. Is that Saturday? No, the 12th through the 13th. So it's 11th, 10th through the 13th. <laughs> when what? is it? need to know. We're on the 12th. The suspense. I probably should have worked this shit out before I hit record. But anyway, Columbus Podcast Festival. We'll be making it known on our social media outlets. We will. Come see your boys live. And I also forgot to top the episode to say I'm still uh, wanting to yes. get this uh, project of mine going. Uh, a, 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 I don't even know how you call it. Just a little side weird project. A side, a side show where I talk to people about weird stories, weird experiences they've had in life. Any kind of story that leaves you... True story, mind you. I'm not looking for creepy pastas. <laughs> that shit's fun, but I want the true stuff. Yeah. Anything that's weird that's happened to you, send an email to us at candarepodcast at gmail.com or go to the website and hit the contacts page. Want to hear your story, and uh, then we'll get you set up to record an episode of this new show. If we get enough responses, we're going to make this happen. Yeah. If it's unsettling, <clears throat> inexplicable, or just kind of a head-scratcher, we want to know it. Exactly. I think we can make a damn good show out of that stuff. So uh, here's hoping uh, that comes along. Send us those stories. And I think that's going to do it this week. So until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And I'm Ryan Buck. Thanks for listening, everyone. Why don't you pull out your mobile device and get on CandarePodcast.com? Shoot, it may even help him find you. Well, that makes no sense. Hey, what are you doing near my son? Time to split. G.I. Joe! psychology. <laughs> wow. Wow. Right on. Amazing. Good job. All right. This uh, it's been a while. These transitions yeah, are rusty, man. Yeah. <laughs> rusty. Bear with me. You can hear the hinges. <laughs> I can hear the hinges. Let's get some WD forty on that shit. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.